content creators ready to expand your businesses. Where are you at? Since you've arrived to another episode of Mediavine on air, you are definitely in the right place. I'm your host, Jenny Guy, and today's topic is a fun twist on one of our most basic tenets at Mediavine. Diversify your revenue streams, which might seem weird for a full-service ad management company to preach, but as content creators ourselves, we know we can't and shouldn't rely solely on ad revenue. So how do you feel about product creation with lasers? We originally recorded this Teal Talk season three episode in early 2021, and my guest was the remarkable Liz Porter, blogger at More Than Thursdays and owner creator at Pew Pew Lasercraft, an accessory and decor company for those who don't take life too seriously. She's been such a staple in our industry for over 15 years and is known for being incredibly generous, so it wasn't surprising that she shared all of her tips on how to dip your toes into product creation. From startup costs to pricing to promotion, we covered all of it. This episode is a must listen for anyone curious about this revenue opportunity. And even though the slogan for Pew Pew Lasercraft is about not taking life too seriously, and we typically keep it lighthearted on this program, sometimes life just makes that impossible. In early August of 2021, Liz and her family tragically lost their home and everything in it in the California River Fire. The devastation is heartbreaking for the Porters and so many other families. However, Thanks to a key assist from Aeon Laser, Pew Pew Lasercraft is back up and running, ready to take all of your holiday orders. Liz has unique jewelry, personalized ornaments, stickers, and more, and we've got her shop linked in the show notes to make it easy for you to support one of our own during this time, plus get some amazing products for yourself. Now let's get started with Liz. You're listening to Media Vine On Air, the podcast about the business of content creation. From SEO to ads and social media to time management. If it's about helping content creators build sustainable businesses, we are talking about it here. I'm your on-air host, Media Vine's Jenny Guy. I'm Jenny Guy, here as always as your host. And I know I always say this, but hosting the show is truly one of my favorite parts of this job, partially because it requires me to actually put on makeup and um, wear a normal shirt and know the date and <laughs> be a real person twice a month, which is, um, it's it's very rare, but I do have to know those things. But mainly, mainly this is the bigger part because it gives me the opportunity to chat with some really uh, incredible and inspiring people in the content creation industry. I learned so much from our guests and from you guys in the audience every single episode. So thank you for being awesome. I am very grateful that this is what we get to do. On today's topic, while a lot of things have gone away over the past 11 months, I've been talking with um, Liz about that right before my guest today. One thing that has definitely stayed around is our ability to buy things. Um, and while the economy and um, everything in that realm is grateful for this fact, my personal bank account is not, I am, I don't know if I am the only one who is shopping, uh, more than ever now, because it's one of the only normal things that we can actually do. I feel the need to shop, um, internet shop constantly, but I made a, a really concerted effort during the last holiday to shop small Etsy local businesses. There are so very many talented makers in the world. So I wanted to ask everybody out in our audience, say hi and tell us what are you currently purchasing? What are you buying? Do you have a favorite small business or product line that you're loving these days? And bonus points, if it is a content creator, blogger turned product maker, please tell us in the comments 
We would love to hear all about it. And if you have questions for myself or my guest who I'm about to introduce, please post them there as well. For example, I, these earrings that I'm wearing are a custom design from our fantastic guest today. Her name is Liz Porter. Her product business is Pew Pew Laser Craft, which makes me giggle every time I say it. And she knows firsthand that physical products can be a very lucrative revenue stream. She is here to share all her tips and tricks so that you can explore branching out with making your own products in 2021. So let's meet her. Liz has been a maker since before that was a thing, going back to her Girl Scout days. Blogging at more than Thursdays since 2005, she expanded into a product-based business in 2018 when she launched Pew Pew Lasercraft. Gotta do it. An accessory and decor company for those who don't take life too seriously. Liz, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. And we're excited to have you. Where are you joining us from? I am in Northern California. So I'm smack in between Sacramento and Reno. So like we yes. had snow yesterday. It's currently pouring down rain and the snow is gone. My son is heartbroken. So yeah. And actually my location is sort of part of my story at this point. So um, yeah. yeah, I'll probably get into that a little bit more. I would love to hear more about, we're getting some um, wonderful comments about the, the products lines that people love. People are saying they love InBoos, Ashley Evans, and Pew Pew Lasercraft, duh, obviously. Yes, there's some amazing <laughs> businesses out there. Okay, well, let's begin as we always do, Liz, uh, which is learning about our guest, you, and taking that beyond, beyond the bio that I just read. Tell us about your journey from content creator to product entrepreneur. Absolutely. So I started my blog in 2005. Uh, I thought I was late to the trend when I started it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if I only knew. Uh, and so it's been many things over many years. I was unmarried. I did not have a kid. I was working as a graphic designer. I was very into scrapbooking. Like that's why I started it. Basically my yeah. scrapbooking message board, everybody was making blogs. And so I started this blog and over the years, I used it to plan my wedding before Pinterest existed. And then when my son was born, he was a preemie and he was in the hospital for months. And so it was like our centralized sort of update people thing. It actually wasn't until 2011 that I found out that people would actually pay me for doing things on my blog and on the internet. It's an awesome discovery so, to make. What? You'll give me money wow, for this picture really? that I took? Okay. And so I sort of started moving into that like content, pro professional content creation space in like 2011. I did that for, as it's always been a side hustle. I went to school for graphic design. It's what I've always done. I jumped into actually full-time social marketing in 2012. And I worked at a startup and I worked at Google and I worked at a few different places, tech, pretty traditional sort of tech environments, full-time job. I had an office, um, you know, I went in most days and um, then I, my blog has always been a side hustle for me. In 2017, 2017, I joined Mediavine, which was very exciting and really kind of changed the trajectory of my blogging. Like that, that sort of ability for income is, is life-changing when you're only spending a few hours a week on your blog. Absolutely. And so um, that was great. And like I said in my bio, I've always been a maker. I've always been crafty. I did scrapbooking. My husband is a woodworker. And so the two of us together, we like built a camping trailer from scratch ourselves. We Whoa. are currently <laughs> doing um, some, a bunch of home renovations. Like we are just those people, right? 
we used to have a membership to something called Tech Shop, which is a thing here in the Bay Area. It was a, it was one of the original sort of maker spaces, and it's like a gym, but for le- like equipment, workshop stuff. And so there would be CNC machines, and there would be uh, powder coating, and all sorts of crazy stuff. And there were lasers. And so I did um, a laser cutting class at this maker's shop, and actually, I actually have the first thing I ever lasered. I made this dog tag for my son, like at the class, like this was the safety class that you had to take right. to be allowed to use laser. Which is, it's good to know that that you, there is a safety involved when you're using Absolutely, lasers. because right. the lasers are, they're scary and dangerous, but also don't be afraid of them. Um, okay. It's like the ocean, just don't turn your back on it. So I, I've always known that I really liked this, this sort of melding of technology and crafting in the, the laser thing. Yeah. But also, a laser is $25,000 and I don't have $25,000 for a fun toy. So um, when the Glowforge came along, which was my first laser. So Glowforge, a lot of people have probably heard of it. It was a crowd, it was a super successful crowdfunding thing. And it is a desk. You can actually see it whoop, right there. The little, the smaller one right over my shoulder here. Okay. Um, it is a desktop laser. They vary in price from about $2,500 to about $6,000. There's like three different models, but their whole thing, it's plug and play. So you buy it, you plug it in, it's like a printer and it just works. It's magic. And so it's not these sort of intimidatingly undocumented, because you can import a laser directly from China for like $1,000 and it's big okay. and it's fast and it's great, but it's not user-friendly and it's not like ready to go. And so I got the Glowforge, which actually I pitched them because I wanted it for free because I couldn't justify spending the money um, at that time to just buy myself this fun toy because it was so much money. I pitched them. I, I put up, put together this whole proposal and they shot me down. But I have been working with them. They have this great affiliate referral program that has been really successful for me. So I, it's worked out really well for that. So I bought the Glowforge. The Glowforge was delivered on Halloween 2018. I was like, Max, you have to trick or treat because I wanted to stay home and play. Um, (laughs) And I plan to like play with it for a while and maybe create some content around it. And then eventually maybe I would start an Etsy shop. Um, But it wasn't like a super, it wasn't a huge goal for me. And so I started playing with it. And I made two things. I made a little mini collection of earrings. I made like five designs. And like I said, I'm a, I'm a graphic designer. So these are things that come together really easily for me. Yep. But so I made like five styles of earrings and posted them on my personal Facebook page. And I'm like, guys, look what I made. These are so cool. I'll send you a pair for $20. And I sold like 250 pair. And there you go. So <laughs> you decided so then maybe like, there might be something here. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, can you make Christmas ornaments? And then I'm suddenly getting inundated with orders from friends. And this is all just on my Facebook page, inundated with orders for ornaments for my friends, for their kids. And it's like, oh, can you make a dirt bag ornament? Oh, can you make a, you know, Roblox ornament? Can you make a da da da? And so um, I actually had my machine paid off by January 1st of the following wow. year. So like two and a half months. That's amazing. Um, Miranda, you were one of those people. You bought earrings and ornaments. So yeah, and it was it was a hugely supportive audience of my obviously my friends and people who I know, 
But then that's what spurred me on to jump directly into Etsy. And I opened Etsy on January, I think, 7th. Okay, that's that's really amazing. And you had it paid off in so you started out with more of a um a personal touch that was with your friends. And like you said, you when you branched out into the laser cut, that was just something that was more of a of a natural extension of what you what you already were creating as a graphic designer. What yes. advice would you give to other content creators who might be interested in branching out in products? Um, because laser cutting might not be for everybody, but how can you explore that those different avenues? It's yeah. And it really, it's about finding your thing and then just like doubling, tripling, quadrupling down on it. It's the same as blogging, right? Like niche mm -hmm. down, find your people, find your community. And that's where you're going to find success. And it's, I know it's so tempting to just like throw a bunch of Canva designs up on Teespring and be like, look, I make t-shirts now, but you're not like, there's a million people making t-shirts and there's a million people, you know, and it's just, it can be really hard. You need to like expand what you think you're capable of doing because there are other ideas that are out there um, that make a lot of sense for you. And so like over the last two years, my products have really kind of evolved and I've niched down into this sort of geeky pop culture focused, but like not where I want to infringe on licensing, but people like me, right? So like, I'm a huge nerd. I am, I'm in on all the fandoms. And so I really tailor things to people that are like me that wear ridiculous earrings or come a little bit closer put, so we can see them, please. I just want to, these are my mixtapes because I'm Gen I X. So I mean, I love them. So this is like laser cut wood with an inlay of a different color. You know, I, I sold like 300 Fauci claws ornaments at Christmas this year, um, which is like a picture of Dr. Fauci with a Santa hat on. Um, uh, because yeah, it's I like this pretty amazing. Sort of, it's like, but it's this niche that is this, and that's my, you know, people who don't take life too seriously. Like I, I make things that make me laugh. I named my company something that makes me laugh. Like me laugh. every time I say it, it just, it makes me smile. Like I'm a huge Star Wars nerd, if you don't know me. And so like, I love it. And when people like, even you, Jenny, it was like, oh, pew, pew. Like, that's how you say it. We're teaching our puppy to like play dead at pew, pew, instead of play dead. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. So, you know, it just, it's, it's all about finding your your people and then figuring out their thing. And it's not necessarily something that they know that they need. Only one person knew that they needed a Fauci Claus ornament because she's the one, she's a dear friend. And she sent me a message and was like, I need Dr. Fauci in a Santa Claus hat. And I was like, I'll send you one for free if I can sell it. And then like it paid my mortgage in December. It's that's the thing. It's just, it don't, don't be limited by what's available from print on demand. Don't be intimidated by potentially carrying inventory and having things in your house. Like sometimes you got to take a bit of a risk to get the really cool sort of rewards. I was going to actually ask you about that in a second, but first I wanted to talk to you about, you said, find what your people want. And you're doing that some by, by just directly people saying like, I like my, like my earrings are, they're the medium I am and we, mm -hmm. I can make something that it's amazing. But my question is, how did more than Thursdays evolve to, to Pew Pew? Was that like a, a natural transition? And are your more than Thursdays people also your Pew Pew people? Are they different people? 
there's it's a very circular Venn diagram. There's a lot of overlap. My my blog is primarily sort of geek focused crafting. The same mom who's going to be interested in, you know, doing a Star Wars room redo for her kid is probably also going to be into my my I have uh, English to Oribesh translators, which is the Star Wars language. And so it's like a little engraved credit card. Basically, you can wear on your lanyard at Disney World and um, use it to translate languages that are just like there's phrases and stuff on the walls at Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. So it's there's a definite overlap. And I do also create content for other laser owners that lives on my site that has brought in, it's bringing in awareness for Pew Pew and then also um, building an that audience of that sort of geek focused craft niche. So those two things are feeding each other. And I love to hear that okay. synergy. How do you balance the workflow? Because that, I think we actually were talking about that before we started, that workflow can be a little crazy in Q4 for every content creator, but especially somebody who creates things that like Christmas ornaments that are perfect yeah. for the holidays. So you're talking about that, but how do you yes. balance the workflow between more than Thursdays and Pew Pew? How often, how much time are you spending on each per week, would you say? Yeah. So I, this is a balance that I'm still struggling with. If you go look at my yeah. site right now, like I haven't posted since the second week in December. And that was like purchase content, I think. Balance is not a lifelong thing. It's like a play by play goal for me. And so I just yeah. like, as long as it feels overall, like at the end of the week, if everything feels balanced, I'm okay. But sometimes, you know, Pew Pew needs more attention than more than Thursdays. And I basically just focus on what needs more focus. Like, and I've, I've, like I said, I'm still working on finding this sort of system for myself to get it into place so that I can like more reliably, I do rely a lot on VAs for my blog. And so I just, I'm still sort of finessing how that all works out. So yeah, I just, I do what I, I address what needs to be done, like when it needs to be done, right? I clear out, like I've got a dozen or so orders open right now on Etsy. I will knock those out probably this afternoon. And then I'm hoping to like get a blog post done because I haven't blogged in forever. So, you know, it, it really varies. I haven't, I just, yeah, I don't have a system. I wish I had like a magic answer. I don't think but anyone has a magic answer. It's it's like kids. Whoever needs more attention at that moment, then they get the attention and then you can pay attention to the other one when it needs it. Yes. And I wanted to follow up with what you said about VAs. How long have you been working with VAs for more than Thursdays? And this is something I know it's not directly tied necessarily to product yeah. creation, but I think that talking about scaling and talking about outsourcing and building your business, you have to start relying on other people. So I'd like to hear about how you founder VAs and give some advice on that. When did you know you needed yeah. one? I just, it's a lot of it is in like mastermind groups that I'm in there are very encouraging. And like, here's a person, like I, I will only go off of personal recommendations from people that I really trust. Um, yeah. I'm not going to just like rant. I'm not going to go, I'm not going to hire someone from Fiverr. I'm sorry. I'm just not. Um, okay. And so I generally use them more sort of project-based um, and like short term help. I have a couple of people that I'll go to when I need help on something. Um, I have a few people that I rely on for content creation. They have their help, like amazing photographers and stuff that help a ton. Um, and then I have a Pinterest manager who's, she's managing my Pinterest like ongoing so that that can just stay. So I don't have to worry about it because it's a great source for me, but I just, I don't, you have to let some stuff go. And it's not 
ideal and um you know i i don't love a hundred percent of the things that get pinned but but like it's you got to let some stuff go so that you can focus on the the things that really matter uh yeah but so like i don't have like a 20 hour a week person who just like helps me with stuff but i do hire as needed for sort of project-based things and those are all personal recommendations that you're getting from your mastermind groups that you're finding and how did you find your best mastermind groups um i don't know a lot of them have been around for so long that i i don't even remember necessarily but again it's people that i trust that have stepped into these roles sort of as coaches and organizers and you know and so i have I've joined and sort of followed them as they have gone on these journeys as coaches too. Like, so I'm supporting them and they're supporting me in a huge way. It's actually next week starts my first, I joined an Etsy mastermind for this year for my goals. I'm terrified. It's the biggest financial investment I've ever made in my business outside of the actual laser. Um, So I'm really excited. I've set some pretty audacious goals for this year. And so I'm excited to see where that goes. But that woman just came like some Etsy, other Etsy sellers have said good things about her. And, um, and I've like, you know, just, I've seen other people that have worked with her that seem to be doing well. So we'll see. I think that's amazing. And I love, love hearing that you're setting some really incredible goals for yourself. We've got people that are very much identifying with your analogy about kids and business and that finding that perfect balance. It's not a, um, Unfortunately, I've, with everything in life, with your blog, with your business, with your children, with everything, it's not a set and forget. It's a right. constant <laughs> thing that's happening. Yes. Uh, so I think that, that, that we, a lot of people really um, identify with that. We've also got so many people that are talking about your incredible products. Michelle Price said her s'more sticks are awesome, by the way. Highly recommend one of 80 kajillion things of Liz's that I own. I'm going to need to hear about the s'more sticks. And then I want to go ahead and share with our audience out there that there is a really um, amazing offer that you are giving them today. And we will share that in the comments and we will talk about it now and again at the end. But I don't want to (laughs) wait. Yeah, the s'more sticks are so last year. Well, 2019, we were living in a house with a pool and I found out that Saturday, August 10th was National S'mores Day and it was a Saturday and it was the last Saturday before school started. And so I was like, we should throw a s'mores party. And so we invited all of our friends and I think we had like 12 or 15 kids um, and we had gotten a new fire pit for the backyard. And so I was like, what can we do? What can we do? And so I bought these wooden, I don't think I have any that I can reach. Um, I bought these wooden s'more sticks, like a telescoping fork thing. And I told my husband, I'm like, I'm just going to buy these on Amazon and I'm going to engrave them. And so I bought them and I engraved them and they just have like these weird little sayings on them. It's like, the s'more I know, the smarter I am. And I love it. Um, you know, life is s'more fun. They're all puns because puns are wonderful. And so I made them for my friends and like gave them away as party favors. And then I posted a picture of them on Facebook because all the things go on Facebook and just to show them off, like, look, these are so cute. Ha ha ha. And people are like, oh, you should totally do these. You know, you should sell these. I would buy them. Da 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 da. And so, and that's actually Michelle was the one who would like text me periodically. So, hey, when are those s'more sticks going to go up? And so then I listed that. It took me a year to list them. I have to admit because they were kind of inconvenient to make, like it was a whole set. The setup is really convoluted and stuff, but they ended up. And so I posted them and they ended up being another one of my best sellers for Christmas. 
like I was ordering refills of my supplies daily on, and I had to buy them on Amazon because I didn't have time to wait for them to come direct from China. Um, so yeah, it was crazy. Like I kept increasing the price and uh, because that's the whole thing, right? Supply and demand. So if demand is too high, then you raise the price so that the demand goes down until you find that perfect balance. And uh, they, I think Michelle paid like $3 a stick and they are currently listed at $8 because so many people were buying them. I couldn't, I literally couldn't keep them in stock. They, yeah, they were a hit. They're great. I love them. They make me, they make me laugh. See, that's, it's what I do. <laughs> and that's, that's, yes, it's a gift. It's a gift to have everybody. And it's, um, I, I think that what you've done is found a way to take something that is a, is a useful thing for everyone, earring things or Christmas ornaments or something and make it personal. That means so much to everybody. Okay. Tell us about your offer that you have. So I have extended this offer to people who are here. Um, so 15% off the whole shop if you use promo code Teal Talk. Uh, and then I, I do also have free shipping over $35. So those two things can stack. And yeah, so I do some file digital file design, but so those aren't included, but all of the physical products that I will make here in my workshop are 15% off. For Such you guys. a great deal. Thank you yeah. so much for offering that. I will definitely be ordering more stuff. And tell me, <laughs> tell me what's happening in your background. Tell me what we're seeing. What's the big black thing for starters? So the big black thing is the big laser. So Ooh. okay, here. Oh, there we go. Okay. So that one is the Glowforge. So that is the my original laser that I bought in 2018. The Mira is the big one. So the little one does 12 up to 12 by 20 inches. Okay. And I have two inches of clearance in the machine. So I, it, I'm really limited. It does cool stuff. I can cut lots of materials, but um, it is pretty limiting. The Mira is a 24 by 36 inch bed and I have like a six inch depth. So it has a lot more capabilities for things like tumblers and travel mugs, which is new. So I just got this laser in November. I ordered it in June and then spent six months chewing all of my fingernails off and waiting for it. It weighs 450 pounds. Wow. My husband and I got it in the house alone, just the two of us, which is insane. And we're still married. And so those are my two machines. And so really it's turning into the Mira is my production machine. It is exponentially faster than the Glowforge. The Glowforge is my fun sort of play machine. I use it for prototyping, for testing out ideas. My husband uses it more than I do these days. He actually just opened an Etsy shop himself with a buddy. And so th that's getting used for that stuff. And then also behind me, that's my supply closet. So I'm really lucky. I have a dedicated room. Um, so this whole space is my workshop. Um, I don't have to share it with anybody. So I just sort of take over whatever space I need. And so the closet is blanks and supplies and things for jobs. Um, my sister's a professional organizer, so I'm super lucky. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah, so like my housewarming present was she came in and did my office, which is amazing. I mean, there's more mess, but um, that's primarily what you see behind me is the lasers. You look incredibly then... organized. She is good at her job. I know. And it's also a disaster right now. So she would be really disappointed. It looks fantastic. <laughs> it's very deceptive. Can you talk, can you hold up your mug again and tell us what it says real quick? It says, first I drink the coffee, then I pew pew the laser. 
I love it. <laughs> and I love it. I'm working on getting these listed because it's very exciting that I can do these because these wouldn't have fit in the old laser. And so this is a new product that I'll be expanding into um, tumblers like this and those stemless wine glasses that people love so yes. much. And I have like actual mugs with handles that I'm very excited about. Yeah. So the, the possibilities with the new laser are humongous. And so it's really exciting that I can, you know, grow the business. It allows me to like go into wholesale in a way that I couldn't before, um, just because of the limitate the speed limitations. I love the Glowforge. I will always love the Glowforge. It changed my life, but it, yeah, it's not a high speed production machine by any means. So while we're, while, while you brought up wholesale, explain to you, explain to us what you mean by going wholesale. So, um, basically it's, selling things in bulk for people to resell. Like I did, if you guys saw, um, I'm not going to like swear here, but the F flakes that were going around at Christmas, they were very popular and there were like dozens of models of it. And so like I did some of those, like a woman paid far below what I would sell them for. So my engraved um, flakes I call them cuss flakes because I have more than just the F word. I have oh, other yeah. swear words. There, there was more than F. Yeah. There was lots of options. Oh, yeah. I have all of your swear word needs. I wholesale to this woman. So I sell mine for $15. 15 I think. Or 16 I don't remember. Anyway, it's like yay big and it's engraved acrylic. So it's clear and it's really sort of pretty and dainty. This woman who reached out to me bought 200 of them. And it was a different design. It was like actually cut out shapes instead of the engraving like I do. Um, she provided the design, but it was like a far lower price, obviously, than my retail price point. And so that's, it's just, it's moving into that sort of providing to resellers for product instead of just selling directly to the customer. Love that. And love hearing, is that part, is that part of your uh, ambitious goals for 2021, more wholesale? It's going to have to be if I'm going to reach them. So yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> we'll see what happens. There's an online marketplace called Fair for, it's like Etsy, but for wholesale. So you can set minimum orders and it's a different sort of environment. So I'm looking at expanding into that. Now that I'm at a place where if somebody says, oh, I want a hundred pairs of that earring, um, I can make it happen. Not in, you know, weeks and weeks. F-A-R-E -F -A -R -E or F-A-I-R-E. Diana Hansen Mosher wants to know what glow, which Glowforge model is is yours. Yeah, so I have a plus. If I were buying today, so they have a basic, a plus, and a pro. If I were buying today, I would buy a pro or a basic. I would not. Um, I don't know that I would consider the plus because they've lowered the power on the tube since I got mine. So the differences between the basic and the pro are cool, but the plus to the pro isn't worth the price difference, if that makes sense. Doesn't also, sense. side promo thing, if you are considering buying a Glowforge, I do have a referral link that I can give you that will save you, It's I think it's $250 off a plus or $500 off a pro. That um, is a great link. Yeah. That's great. So if you've been considering um, buying one, and I am always happy to answer questions about them. I do love my Glowforge. Um, if you're thinking about it or considering it or, you know, any, have any questions about it, I am happy to answer them whenever, wherever. Thank you. Of course. So uh, I want to get back into some more logistics here in a second, but first we've mentioned some numbers. I would like to talk about numbers because we especially like them when they have dollar signs in front of them. Yeah. So we've talked some about the startup costs 
tell me what you felt like you had to have before you moved into starting your own Etsy store. And how did you prepare for that? I didn't. I, okay. I really didn't. And, and that was, but much like blogging, I just sort of stumbled into it. And then I'm like getting more intentional as I go along. I'm okay. a big fan of done is better than perfect. If I had waited until I had read all of the articles and watched all of the videos and done all of the tutorials, I would still not be open. Like it doesn't take much to open an Etsy shop. Uh, it takes an email address and like an internet connection. I mean, it, it really doesn't take right and an idea. And so it doesn't take a lot to get started. And even if you're thinking about starting the business, Etsy makes it really easy because they collect sales tax for all of your different areas, your different states and whatever. Um, they, it's just, it, it, it's really simplified as a way to just like get hit the ground and go and like start selling. Um, so I got my laser and then I spent several months just like buying, 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 buying. It's, it, it's, it's really overwhelming when you, at first, because it's like, I have so many ideas and I have so much like potential creativity sort of floating in my brain and I don't know what to do with it. And so it's really hard. I bought a lot of half of the stuff in this closet. Like I will never do anything with because I bought it. Cause it was like, Oh, I could, I could come up with something, but then like, I never, it never materialized. I never came up with a really great version of that thing. And so like that's, I spent a lot more than I needed to. Really, I should have just bought like a crap ton of basic material so that I had it to like refine my designs and figure out my sort of process for creating and things. I think that's, that's See, the main thing. It's just, just do it. Like you can learn along the way. As an example, here, I'll give you numbers. Um, so I opened like January, what I say, eighth or ninth or something of 2019. Mm -hmm. In 2019, I had 291 orders that year. And like I said, I didn't, I didn't do any search ahead of time, like to the point that I didn't even know that I could have gotten 40 free listing fees if I had used someone's referral link. Like this is a, you know, this is their standard. Like you can get 40 free listings, which is like, I mean, it's a $20 value or whatever, but like, I didn't even do that before I. I didn't even know that before. Slow down. So are you talking about on Etsy? Uh -huh. So you pay a fee. You pay a fee to list your item. Got and it. so they have, there's like a, they have a promotional share thing that's 40 free listings. Got it. Um, I didn't even know about that. Like that's how clueless I was going in. Okay. Um, got it. So I opened my shop in early January. I had 291 orders. I made just under $6,000 in 2019, which you know, I mean, it's nothing to scoff at, right? Like that's, that's fine. It's great. That's a car payment, yes. but it is not a full-time income. In 2020, I did just shy of 1600 orders. Wow. For the whole year. Now of that 1600 orders, a thousand of them were in Q4. That's completely insane. <laughs> That's I did. I completed and shipped 1,002 orders from October 1st to December 31st. Yeah, it, I did 69% of my business in Q4. But was it a full-time income at that point? Yes, it absolutely. Well, it's hard to tell because if I look at the whole year, then it all averages out to like a decent full-time income. But also it's like, that's like 
$30,000. But then there's like February <laughs> where, right. so um, it averages out. Yes. But, and that's why I have these audacious goals for this year. Um, my goal is to actually triple what I did last year. So we'll see if it happens. It'll be very exciting if it does. Um, and yeah, so it's, absolutely possible i see diana here did face masks and if i sewed i would have yep. jumped on the face mask wagon um i have a lot of friends that are making very good money uh selling patterns masks and also, we have a whole series on the blog where we're talking about people um content during covid where we're talking about how they yep. did some pivot to cover what people are most interested in now and had you told anyone in 2019 that face masks were going to be a big thing nobody would have said a word but right. uh what now here we are yeah, yeah. and uh i don't have i actually just launched a covid related product this week and i don't have one that i can show you but um it's a fan for blowing out birthday candles so that you're not Love blowing that. your cooties all over someone's birthday cake yeah it's like i have little engraved so you can get personalized and stuff and and a mask hangers i do a bunch of different like mask hanging signs but yeah I, this year's been weird the birthday cake fan is a great idea I totally agreed i don't know if anybody else and this is more of a general thing does anybody look at old pictures or old movies and cringe when you see all the people in the room together or blowing out the birthday cake or like buffets i get visceral like i see a buffet in a tv show yeah. i'm like don't eat the food and it's it's like in the before times i don't know and i'm so like i'm in this mindset now it's bizarre it's so bizarre yeah. And also, like you said, that with fa like Fauci claws, you're going to have Chris, you're going to have a really popular item with the doctor from the CDC. No, what other year? No one knows this year. I can't. Yes. It's a weird, mm -hmm. weird world. This yeah. is my first pandemic on it. Yes. And this is the other thing that I'm loving so much about the small makers. And this is what we talked about throughout the whole, um, th uh, throughout all of the starting in March when we were having lives and talking about how the influencers and the small business owners and people that are able to move quickly to respond to what's happening at the moment, the larger entertainment industry is just now being able to produce some things that are yep. actually relevant to what's happening. But you guys were able to right at the time that it was happening, move and handle the trends. And yep. it's, you were the only ones making things that people <laughs> were relevant to our lives yeah. at that point. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And it was so, okay. So, um, Everyone's saying they have COVID reactions to things that happen. It's yes, it's it's COVID yep. reactions to everything. Di oh, Diana, yep, and Sarah, and yeah. Okay, Ellen says Etsy groups are the best. I'm in a Tampa Bay one, and the makers are phenomenal. Can you tell us a little bit more about these Etsy groups? What it, what is that, and how do you get involved? Yeah, so there's there's a few different ways. So I'm in several on Facebook. Um, there's a couple that are run by like coaches that are clearly just trying to promote their services. And this is part of their kind of strategy, which is fine. And the groups are fine. I like having places I can go to um, ask a just like a specific question and just to like get a quick answer if Google doesn't help. Um, so there's a there's a million of them on Etsy. And there's also actually communities on Etsy itself. So um, I'm in a couple for like regional groups, San yeah. Francisco and stuff um, for the Northern California so that you can connect there. And those ones actually, the woman who leads the SF Etsy group 
works with Etsy and gets information okay. from them to sort of run courses and so to so she does things she gets content directly from Etsy and then does these like classes and live streams and things um, to help people build their businesses. That is um, phenomenal. And I love hearing how Etsy is a plug and play option for makers. So you don't have to be as yeah. concerned. And I wanted to actually ask you about that because as you were saying, it's very easy to get run away with all of the various intricacies, details. And I wanna ask you about that here in a second. But first I wanna say, in terms of the legal side of creating a business, terms of service, um, trademarking, you mentioned licensing when you were talking about walking that line between the, yeah. the trendy things that people know and something that is owned by another person. Right. How do you navigate all of that? Michelle actually mentioned something, Michelle Price mentioned earlier that she was thinking about starting a business for creating a, a food product but with some of the laws was struggling. So how do you navigate all of it? So that is one of the nice things about Etsy is they take care of a lot of it. Um, so you have built in, like the, like the fact that they take care of sales tax is huge. And, and so there's a lot of that. And it's like, you do pay fees to Etsy um, for that service, but there's a lot of like backend engineering that they're dealing with. And so, um, it does come up a lot in the groups that it, people feel like they're paying too much to Etsy, but like, eh, maybe your prices are too low. Um, and so I, yeah, a lot of that legality stuff for as far as like transactions are con concerned are, is covered within the Etsy platform and like within the Etsy terms of service. Um, when it comes to like trademarks and licensing and copyright and all of that stuff, there's so much drama. I mean, so much drama. Um, yes. This is like, you know, saying mommy bloggers in now. And basically, if is recognizable as being a brand, don't do it without permission. Basically, you, you're, you're most likely as a crafter, like a small business, you're not going to get permission. Disney will not even talk to you until you have a six figure business with like demonstrated years of sales. There are smaller, there are other ways to get licensing. So an example, I had a Christmas ornament that did really well for me this year. And there's a very good chance you guys have seen this. It's, um, it's just the number 2020, but the second, the first zero is really tall. So it looks like a middle finger. And so it was done by this artist, this guy named Typo, T-Y-P-E-O. He has a page on Facebook and he's like a typographical artist. And so he had made this thing and just like put it out on Facebook. This is what he does. And I'm like, oh, that would be a really cool ornament. And so I sent him a message and I saw that he had mentioned he had an official T-shirt distributor. And buy, if you want this on a shirt, here's the guy to buy it from who has my permission to sell it. So I sent him a message and uh, was like, hey, I have a laser cutter and a small business in California. I would love to license this image so that I can sell this ornament. And so I, we talked back and forth and he actually lives in Abu Dhabi, like some sort of wow. far, like other side of the planet place. Um, and he was like, oh yeah, totally. I don't have an ornament person. Um, so sure, you can be my US seller for this thing. And so I, Western Union's money to have to get this letter from him that said that he was the original creator of the artwork and um, that he gave me permission to do it. And so I did it and I listed it. And um, there are hundreds and hundreds of people who just like copied it. They basically stole it from the artist. 
Um, and you got, I mean, we all, we see this all the time with like memes and stuff, right? Like your little quotes that get stolen or whatever. But I was able to put licensed, authorized on mine. And so there are, and I got lots of messages from customers who were like, hey, I'm an artist too. And I really appreciate that you take the step to like get permission to do this. So that's actually my first foray into licensing. But it is definitely something too that I would consider again. Um, there is a woman in one of my laser groups who was talking to Getty about licensing the Bernie picture so that she could do stuff with it. And so, you know, there's licensing expands beyond just Disney and Marvel and NFL. Like, and those are the big ones. So the big scary ones that you hear about are Disney, the NFL, um, Harley Davidson, and Dr. Okay. Seuss, they all go after, like they actively seek out and send cease and desist letters um, for people who are using their intellectual property without permission. Ellen just said, whatever you do, don't infringe on copyrights and trademarks, Starbucks, Disney, Marvel, etc." So yeah. that is very good advice. And part of that is involving a lawyer. And do you, you would recommend working with somebody who has expertise in small business? Yes. Um, a product person. Actually, um, yes. So once you get to that point, um, you definitely like it, it. It can be really intimidating and scary. And yeah, but definitely, I mean, find an expert, right? I rely on experts for all the things that I don't think that I don't know about. Ashley Prisby wants to know, do you sell anywhere else or only on Etsy? Currently only on Etsy. And then also like if I get messages or whatever, like I'll sell through, um, I have a Venmo for business account, which is a new thing if people don't know about that. Um, so you can actually do transactions now on Venmo um, oh, and cool. PayPal. Um, and then getting my Shopify site launched is a goal for the year. Again, audacious. Um, so um, you want to do Shopify yeah, as well. I, is there, are you outsourcing or working with someone to help you with that? Get that well. done? I hired a friend who built the framework for me and then I'm still tweaking it. Like it's, I have the basic site and I just have to, um, I have to like refine it and then get all my products loaded and, and then get it up. So, and I say this all the time in Etsy groups because people will be like, oh, well, Etsy charges all these fees. So maybe I should just do Shopify or WooCommerce because you can do WooCommerce, I think is free through WordPress. I think I forget because yeah. I went with Shopify. I compare it to Etsy is renting a storefront in a mall and okay. Shopify is building a building on the side of the highway. The mall is going to have built in traffic. There's people who are just going to like stumble across you and you have to pay for that. If you're in your own building, just on the side of the road, then you are 100% responsible for getting every single person in the door. So it's great to have both. You know, Which is a and, great analogy, and I'm ex I want to have you back so we can talk about how the two perform versus each other to learn if what that investment ended up being. But as you're talking about um, Shopify, that leads me to my question about marketing and how do you do all of that, and where are you investing money and dollars? And do you, like I said before, do you use more than Thursdays? Do you use any kind of affiliate? Have you invested in any ads? Tell us about it. Sure. So I, I rely very heavily on social, um, obviously. So Instagram is pew pew laser craft. Um, Facebook is pew pew pew, pew laser craft. Um, 
And then I use my, I have a single Pinterest account for all everything that I pin. So, and again, back to that VA, she all incorporates my products um, into the pinning strategy. So um, as far as spending, I am, I'm not in a position right now that I'm doing anything on an ongoing basis. Um, okay. Ideally, I would be. I'm a huge fan of of paid social marketing. I think it works really well. I and I know how to do it. Like it's a skill set that I have. So it's not just you know throwing money at boosting, right? And so I will occasionally boost something like just sort of short term, you know, twenty fifty bucks. Um, I did when I like release as I release some new ornaments. I would do those on Instagram and. And things like that. But I'm primarily just focused on <clears throat> engaging and organic social is is most of it. Um, and then word of mouth from friends is invaluable. And I do some on uh, more than Thursdays. So like I said, Glowforge has this amazing referral program um, that's performed really well for me. I've created a bunch. If you go to my site and search Glowforge, um, I've got a bunch of things that are like there's things that are tutorial just like a tutorial for how to make a specific project um or there are like roundups for like the my favorite places to get files for making projects and you know i have one that's like 143 things you can make with a glowforge um stuff like that. so things. i do posts like is a lot of things uh, <laughs> and i can probably update it um so it's you know it's i pull that content because it is a really lucrative affiliate program for me. Um, yep. And so as my, and then those are all like SEO optimized and things so that they're really driving traffic um, sort of on their own and helping to build awareness. And then, I mean, I, I include myself in every gift guide that I do. So, you know, I of did course. a like a small business Father's Day and I listed like a dozen products and like three of them are mine. Um, Obviously, you no. Know, so stuff like that. So yeah, it's there's quite a bit of crossover. And you have that audience that is already loving those right. things. You know they do. So why would you not? Mm -hmm. They would want to buy these things. Ellen Folkman says, "I have a few product ideas. It's just finding the time to make it, list it, etc. You can do it. You can do it, Ellen. Listing it is the worst. I hate listing. I am this close <laughs> to outsourcing that to somebody else. I hate it." I hate it. I love photography. I love taking pictures. I hate taking listing photos. I it's the number of things here, I'll show you. I have right here on my desk. So I made these earrings. So these are Aquarius for our February Ooh. friends. Right? Yes. I have all of the Zodiac signs. Ooh. Right? They're so cool. Give me a Virgo. Been, I want some sweet Virgo action. They've been sitting on my desk for weeks because I haven't gotten around to like taking the pictures. I have to like pull out my light box and my props and my thing. And it's the worst part. Outsource, outsource. Okay. We I are know. almost out of time, which is such a bummer, but I'm going to, I'm going to ask you the final question. And then I'm going to ask that you think about it for a second while I make some announcements. So okay. um, to help people like Ellen who are maybe on the verge, they've got product ideas that are burning. They've got truffles. They've got all sorts of stuff that are keeping them up at night. If you could go back in time and tell yourself two to three pieces of advice while you were getting started with Pew Pew, what would you tell yourself? What do you know now <laughs> that you wish you knew then? And um, and what might what might help you as you got started? Great. While, Li while Liz is thinking on that, I'm gonna tell you about our next episode of Teal Talk. It is Thursday, 
February 11th at 3 p.m. Eastern. We are talking with Jennifer Bourget of the website Cherish365. We're going to make your photography a priority this year. We're going to talk about leveling up for all different budgets, whether we're not going to necessarily say you got to have a big expensive camera, but we're going to talk about all the different ways that you can actually make it a priority and really um, improve yourself wherever you are in your photography journey. And then we also wanted to remind everyone about Liz's incredible offer, 15% off all of her products at Pew Pew Laser Craft through the end of February uh, using the promo code TEALTALK in all caps. That is case sensitive. Um, drop in there and we're gonna drop the code again for you guys or just scroll up and you can find it. And we are pretty excited about it. Okay, Liz, you're amazing. Pew Pew is the best. I'm wearing you right now. Tell us what you wish you knew. Don't be afraid to just like try things. I, um, my, like, not everything is going to stick, but some things might, and, and you're not necessarily your only judge. So just try things. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to make changes. Um, if you find that something's not working, um, and it, I, pivot, pivot, pivot. Uh, it's, but it's like, it doesn't have to be a big dramatic change. You know, it can just be something small that can make all the difference, but it's, it really taking the risks and things can really bring the most amazing rewards, I think. Um, and that's, yeah, like I don't do farmhouse, right? It's super popular and I could probably make lots of money if I was making farmhouse home decor, but I don't. And that's not, those aren't my people and that's not my thing. And so I would rather, um, you know, make ridiculous bacon and egg earrings or popsicles or mixtapes um, than make things that I don't love, that don't make me smile and, and that are, that I'm passionate about. Um, I think that that's really the biggest thing is just don't be afraid. Like, obviously don't like mortgage your house so that you can buy a laser or whatever, but take risks that like, really evaluate what the, what the, what you're risking. Cause if it's just like a 20 cent listing fee on Etsy, like who cares? It's 20 cents. Like you can find that in the couch. So um, yeah, I, that would be, I think the biggest thing. Be your, be your authentic self and what makes you happy and brings you joy and do that because then, then it's all great. <laughs> Just like uh, you can taste somebody's joy and happiness in their food, I think you can feel it in their products and I definitely have in what I have from Liz. So where can we find you, Liz? Um, I'm on the internet. So yep. um, my shop is at pewpewlasercraft.com. There's actually a fancier Etsy URL, but pewpew will take you there. And then eventually when I get Shopify launched, it'll take you there. Um, mm -hmm. I'm pewpewlasercraft on social. Um, and then I am Liz2Zs underscore Porter on Instagram um, and Twitter. And yeah, and then more than 30 days on Facebook. I think we love that so much. Right? We're getting so many comments of people saying this has been great. Uh, they're excited about our photography live. We're excited too. Um, and wanting to do more with their Etsy shop. Thank you for being inspiring and wonderful as always. Thanks for having me. On Air is brought to you by Mediavine. If you're creating amazing and original content, we are here to help. From ad management with maximum earnings and 24-7 support to cutting edge WordPress plugins, our team has your back. Want free tips in your inbox? 
subscribe to our newsletter at mediavine.com slash subscribe. If you're a Mediavine on air fan, and why wouldn't you be, please give us your five-star rating love and subscribe wherever you're listening. 